Welcome to the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast, where you'll learn the secret sauce, what it really takes to build a thriving mortgage business doing what you love, without relying on cold calling or annoying realtors. And now, let's join your host, Doran Aldana. Hey, what's up, everybody? Doran Aldana here, coming at you with another kick-ass episode of the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the top five ways mortgage pros self-sabotage their success. Now, I know you guys never limit your success. You never trip on your own feet. You never get in your own way. But you can imagine other mortgage pros might have the inclination to do that, right? (laughs) So we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about ways that we get in our own way. Stinking thinking that creeps in to the three pounds of meat between our ears that causes us to not achieve our full potential, that causes us to thwart our ability to progress and expand and grow and achieve all that we're capable of. So I wanna bring this to your attention because I've been in this game for 15 years, I've seen the ups, the downs, and everything in between, and I've seen well-meaning, well-intended, brilliant, beautiful human beings in the mortgage space that end up getting chewed up and spat out and have to go back to the nine to five with an office ball and chain around their ankle and settle for a second best life, a life of regret, a love, a life of misery, depression, and lack of limitation and scarcity, not because they didn't have the capacity to succeed, but just because they were unequipped and ill-equipped. They were basically just in this delusional, optimistic space where they were running into the wilderness, unarmed and naked, not knowing it, unequipped and ill-equipped to really win. And they underappreciated that the fact that this is not an easy thing to accomplish on the front lines of capitalism. There are so many bullets whizzing by your heads and so many, you know, different weapons of destruction that can be used against us if we're unwittingly headed to battle, showing up to the gunfight with a butter knife, unequipped and ill-equipped. It does not go so well if you are not adequately prepared. We want you showing up to the gunfight with a tank, not a butter knife. So we're going to talk today about some of the things that hold us back and that thwart our progress so that you guys can get equipped to win and so that we can shine the light of insight of awareness on these areas that can thwart you so that it's no longer a silent killer. It's no longer this insidious uh, evil that can pull away our power and pull away our ability to navigate in this space intelligently. It's all about accurate thinking. It's all about tactful and strategic action. And I want to support you and empower you in that by showing you some of the landmines that well-intended, well-meaning, and frankly, very happy, healthy, wholesome people who have the best of intentions in this business end up getting obliterated on the front lines just because they don't have what it takes. And they underestimate all the things that could get in their way and all the things that frankly they need to be aware of that they did not know because it was in their blind spot i want to shine a light on that blind spot so you guys can navigate intelligently and effectively so the first of the top five ways that mortgage professionals 
self-sabotage their success is feeling unworthy or incapable. Now, naturally, that's other mortgage professionals. That's not you, right? Naturally, you feel like you have unlimited capacity, unlimited capability, and you can achieve anything and everything, right? At least when you get in this business and you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and you're full of ambition and vigor, that's how you feel, right? But it doesn't take long on the front lines to realize it's a lot harder than you think to win in this business. There's steep competition. There's many different elements that toward us from COVID-19 quarantine to realtors that don't, you know, aren't willing to give us the time of day to antiquated methods that worked in the dark ages, 10, 15, 20 years ago that just don't work anymore. And now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out how to feed your family with this, you know, patched together game plan. And you also come with your own identity around what you believe you're capable and worthy of. Some people come in this business and they feel like they're capable and worthy of making 50K a year. Other people can get in this business and feel like they're capable and worthy of making 150K a year. Other people get in this business and feel like they're capable and worthy of making 1.5 million a year. Notice that no one is any smarter or any better. They just have different self-perceptions of what they're capable and worthy of. And where rarely will you attract in your life more than what you're capable and worthy of. Rarely will you attract in your life more than what your self-image dictates and allows to be received into your life. That receiving is inextricably linked with perceiving, perceiving what you believe you are capable and worthy of is the key part of the equation here as to how high you can climb in this business. And so your worthiness level is your achievement level. Your achievement level will rarely exceed your worthy level. What do you believe you're worthy of? What do you believe you're capable of? What do you believe is realistic to expect? I hear that all the time. I want to be realistic. I want to be reasonable. I don't want to be greedy. All of those are someone's self-perception of the way they feel it should be in order for them to have their feet on the ground and avoid the pain of failure, the pain of guilt of being greedy, the pain of you know, expecting too much and then failing, putting their neck out there and expecting lavish results and then feeling disappointed. So they're trying to avoid disappointment, avoid that pain of failure or so-called failure. That's all part of someone's paradigm that keeps us locked up in lack, limitation and scarcity. If you let it do so, the thing about these self-perceptions and these you know, inner self-image constructs is that they're insidious. We don't sit there, most of us anyway, and analyze what's my belief system? What are my global beliefs? What are my beliefs about myself? What are my beliefs about my business? What are my beliefs about what I'm capable and worthy of? It's insidious. And yet it controls what we expect, what we expect from our business, what we expect from our life, what we expect in terms of the income we can achieve. and. If we don't inspect what we expect, what happens is 
these feelings of unworthiness, these feelings of, oh, that would be too unrealistic. That would be unreasonable. That would be greedy. All these different types of labels that we put on things start to confine us. They don't refine us. They confine us and they put us in a prison of our own making. So that's the first thing that causes many, many, many mortgage professionals to self-sabotage is their own self-image of what they believe they're capable and worthy of. And that really ties into the second way, the top five ways, the second of the top five ways that mortgage professionals self-sabotage is limiting beliefs. And that's kind of in sync with the first one, but it's a little different. These beliefs are a container that hold in our lives. They limit the results we get, the fruit from our labor that we receive into our life. They limit how high we climb. It reminds me of a classic tale, a classic story from the late and great Earl Nightingale. He tells a story of a pumpkin farmer who's walking through his pumpkin farm early in the planting season as the pumpkins are just starting to grow and form. And he's got a bunch of baby pumpkins in his farm and he stumbles across a glass jar, uh, assumedly thrown into his farm by some passerby and miraculously it didn't break, fell on some foliage, bounced onto the ground and lay there until he stumbled upon it. And so he picks it up and immediately has this idea, what would happen if I took one of my baby pumpkins and I stuffed it inside of this jar? And he did exactly that and left it on the ground. And two months later, once the pumpkins are now ready to harvest, he's walking through the same place in his farm and comes across the jar and realized he had forgotten about it all that time and was curious to see what happened with his little experiment. Upon inspection, he saw something quite interesting. He noticed that the pumpkin he stuffed in the jar had grown into the shape, into the form of the jar. The inner wall of that jar became the confining point at which that pumpkin grew to. So it became the exact shape of the inner walls of that jar. Like a pumpkin, you and I are limited by jars as well, but it's not the jar of glass. It's the jar of our self-image. It's the jar of what we believe we're capable and worthy of. It's the jar of how we see ourselves. It's the jar of how we see our weaknesses as well as our strengths. I remember when I was a teenager, I was so focused on all the things that weren't enough about myself. I wasn't good looking enough. I wasn't charismatic enough. My nose was too big. My ears were too big. I didn't have my teeth in the right spot. Blah, blah, blah. I was all focused on all the things that were lacking or the limitations or the not enoughness of myself. You can imagine that did not play out very well, right? I couldn't look at the dudes in my high school in the eye because I felt insecure, not enough. 
I had a hard time with the opposite sex because I felt not enough. And I was always trying to make up for that lack of limitation in my own self-image. And so these sense of inadequacies in myself became that jar that held me back. My talents, my gifts, my abilities, my strengths were limited, not by virtue of the God-given talents I was given, but by virtue of my own erroneous beliefs about myself that kept me held back, pulling punches, playing it safe. I would stutter because I was afraid of saying the wrong thing in the wrong way and tripping on my lips. And just like anything in life, when you focus on it, it expands. When you focus on not tripping, you trip. When you're skiing and you're focusing on that tree, you're not wanting to hit. What do you do? You move towards the tree. You don't want to hit. So that which we fear, we tend to attract. And so these beliefs form the jar that contain what we achieve in life. They determine what kind of risks we'll take. They determine what kind of actions we take. They determine what kind of energy we bring to our action. Do we show up in power? Do we show up with, like a champion with our shoulders back and our chin up and a smile on our face and pep in our step and sparkle in our eye and a cape on our shoulders? Or do we show up feeling a sense of inadequacy, a sense of fear, a sense of lack, limitation, and scarcity, a sense of fear of rejection? Notice that it's not just what we do, it's how we do it. And it's the spirit by which we're animated that determines our results. And all of that is dictated by our beliefs. If we don't think we're enough, we're going to show up like that. If we don't think we're capable, we're going to show up like that. If we're afraid of failure, we're going to show up like that. Timid, shy, stuttering, insecure, not having the certainty that we need to show up like the champion we're called to be. So there's this weak self and this wimp self. There's this champion self and there's this chump self within us. And it's these limiting beliefs that cause us to shrink back into our wimp self and our weak self and our chump self that hold us back from our dreams. That's the jar that holds us back. Now, a third way that mortgage professionals thwart themselves and self-sabotage themselves is not knowing what business they're in. They think they're in the mortgage business because, of course, they're in the mortgage business. Of course, Dorn, I'm in the mortgage business. That's silly. That's a silly even thing to question. Of course, I'm in the mortgage business. But they don't understand that top producers, the ones who own their markets, realize what business they are truly in. Not in the mortgage business, in the marketing business, in the ability to attract new clientele, convert those leads into closings. And until and unless you embrace that simple truth that you're in the marketing business, not just the mortgage business, you're going to have skinny kids or you're going to work longer and harder than you should. And you're going to leave a shit ton of money on the table to your competition. And they, chances are, don't care as much as you do. So those clientele are having to settle for a substandard solution because you don't realize what business you're in. You're in the marketing business, not the mortgage business. Of course, you're in the mortgage business, but more importantly, you're in the marketing business. Do you think that changes your prerogatives and your priorities and how you allocate your time and your talent and your energies if you know you're in the marketing business versus the mortgage business? You better believe it. It changes what you focus your time on. It, fo- it changes how you invest your money. It changes how you prioritize your day. It changes everything. 
And the sooner you can align yourself to that truth and govern your day-to-day schedule and agenda in accordance with that, in light of that, the sooner you're going to start getting paid like a champion, making champion money, freedom money, liberate your spouse money, whatever it is you want to achieve money. So you got to know what business you're in. You're not in the mortgage business, you're in the marketing business. Know that to be true and it'll change your life, your, your life, my friends. The next thing that holds people back that causes mortgage professionals to thwart themselves into self-sabotage is majoring in the minors. So that's kind of linked to the previous one about not knowing what business you're in. Because if you don't know what business you're in, you end up pushing paper, you end up getting caught up in the minutia, putting out fires, dealing with low level issues, getting caught up with the trivial many instead of the vital few, you end up spending 99.9% of your time on pushing paper and administrative minutia instead of the most potently profitable activity you could ever spend in your business is and always will be marketing, lead generation, lead conversion. Let me ask you this. How much time do you spend per day in a percentage out of 100% on lead generation, proactive lead generation? Chances are it's less than 15%. True? That's case in point what I'm talking about, where we major in the minor things. But Doran, I don't have time to be focusing on lead gen all day. But Doran, I've already got so many loans coming in. I don't even have time to scratch my head right now, let alone spending more time on lead gen. But again, notice that's because you have this practice building mindset instead of a business building mindset. And you are the chief cook and bottle washer wearing all the hats instead of being a business builder where you are the maestro. You are the orchestrator. And you have a top talent team managing all the minutiae. So you can just focus on rainmaking every day. You hunt, they skin, and do everything else. See, if you have a marketing mindset, if you have a business building mindset versus a mortgage mindset and a practice building mindset, you are going to start to realize that the path to freedom is focusing on your strengths and your strengths alone bringing in clients, meeting with clients in cash and checks and getting the best to do all the rest. So now you're liberated to dance in your strengths. Now you're liberated to do the stuff that gives you juice, that gives you energy, that charges your battery instead of drains your battery. And now you can literally spend more and more of your time every day making it rain, doing the things you love to do, meeting with clients, cash and checks, forging alliances with top producing agents, all those things that you know push the needle on profit and performance at the highest level. If you want to make champion money, you can't afford to major in the minors. You've got to major in the majors, which means focusing on the most potently profitable activities and delegating the rest. So that's another way that we self-sabotage. And frankly, that's a big reason why people get stuck in that stagnation pattern, that cul-de-sac of frustration, where they're up one month, down the next. I call it the roller coaster from hell, right? Have a great month, next month, gonzo. Great month, next month, gonzo. So you're going up and down, up and down, feast or famine, feast or famine, and then you're constantly worrying where those next deals are going to come from. Or you're in stagnation, doing 10 deals a month or 12 deals a month, but you never grow because you're constantly working in the business instead of on the business. And that gets boring. You might be making great money, but you might be working 50, 60, 70 hours a week with no life. And now your business enslaves you instead of liberates you. That's not good either. You didn't get in this business to be enslaved. You got this business to create an epic, abundant, extraordinary life with freedom and fun and fulfillment. 
But somewhere along the way, we get caught up in stagnation. And that's one of the ways we self-sabotage. Now, the fifth way that uh, mortgage professionals self-sabotage is they don't know what they don't know, right? They don't know what they don't know. It's not what you know that holds you back. It's what you don't know that you don't know that holds you back. Just like that hatchback scenario uh, I talked moments ago where I didn't know that I didn't know that there's a little button in my dash that activates the power to automatically open my back hatch in my vehicle. I didn't know that until I knew it. Then I really knew it. But before then, it was in the domain called you don't know what you don't know. And so that's a big reason why people come to us for help so that we can shine the light of illumination, insight, and awareness in these key areas that matter. Getting your mindset dialed in so you get out of your own way so that you can be stepping into power and stepping into confidence and certainty and get that stinking thinking out of the three pounds of meat between your two ears that hold you back so you can start to take massive action because we all know that massive action with the right frequency, with the right emotional frequency, with the right vibrational frequency will get you massive results, right? We all know that. We all know that if you take massive action calling past clients and asking for repeat and referral business, or reaching out to top producing agents with the right system that gets them pre-cooked and pre-tenderized and hot for what you got before you even speak to them and gets them receptive to wanting to meet with you and spending your time focusing on booking appointments with these top producing agents so they make you their exclusive. If you have the right formula, the right recipe, the right irresistible value proposition, we all know that those two things of reaching out to clients and reaching out to realtors tips the scales of fortune in your favor to maximize your income more than anything else. And yet most of us do very little of those proactive activities. Why? Limiting beliefs that hold us back, not having a plan, not having a system, not knowing how. And so we get stuck in paralysis by analysis. Most of us are like that 500 horsepower Ferrari sitting in the parking lot with emergency brake on, stuck in first gear after all, just idling, knowing we're capable of more, knowing we could do more, we should do more, we're able to do more, but not knowing how. And it's, the realm of we don't know that we don't know is precisely why prudent, proactive, ambitious mortgage professionals come to us for help so that they can get out of their own way so they can have a proven plan to go straight to the cash. I call it the shortest path to the cash so they don't have to be messing around doing it the hard way anymore. They don't have to be going to the gunfight with a butter knife anymore. They can come to the gunfight with a freaking tank to obliterate their competition, leave their competition in the dust and go straight to what works because they understand that time is money and they don't have time to be messing around, throwing yogurt to the fan, hoping something sticks, hoping it's going to pan out. Hope is great if you're in prison, but it doesn't make for a good, very good marketing plan, does it? We don't want to be hoping. We want to be knowing. We don't smoke the hope dope. So. If you're listening to this right now, if you're watching this right now, you're like, Dorn, I'm feeling you on this, brother. And I have noticed that I am self-sabotaging myself. I have noticed that I'm only scratching the surface of the surface of my potential. I know I'm capable of more. I know I'm called for more. I know that I could create an incredible lifestyle and livelihood for myself if I could just get out of my own way and get things dialed in with a proven plan where I can just work the plan and it will work for me. If I just knew what to do, and if I was just giving, given the formula, the recipe to follow, I know I could crush it, but I need some coaching. I need some insight. I need some guidance. If that's you and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being in your own way, self-sabotaging yourself, being stuck 
and being in this cul-de-sac of frustration, doing it the hard way, and you're ready to start kicking ass like never before, and you're ready to add at least $100,000 uh, to your annual income, minimum working smarter, not harder, and to be able to have more fun, more fulfillment, and more freedom while you do it, then I invite you to take advantage of a complimentary breakthrough call where we'll lift up the hood on your business. We're going to have an honest conversation. We're not here to close a sale or sell you on anything. All we're here to do is to be servants for you to get clarity on where you're at now, where you want to be, and what it's going to take to get you there. And if, if it looks like we can help you, and frankly, we can't help everybody. We only make offers to about 80% of the people we talk to, because frankly, there's some people we just can't help. They're not the right fit. We're either not the right fit for them or vice versa. So we're going to have an honest conversation to see where you're at, where you want to be. And if we can help you create that breakthrough, by all means, we'll show you how to do that. If not, frankly, we'll be the first people to advise you to pass on our services, perhaps recommend something else or someone else. Either way, though, you will have more clarity. Here's what I promise. You're going to leave the call with more clarity about your business and your dream and what you want to accomplish in your business, through your business than ever before, as well as the clarity on where you're at now and what's holding you back and the consequence of that persisting in your business. So you can actually have the white hot fire desire in your heart to do whatever it takes to fix it. We're going to help you get that clarity. That's why we call it a breakthrough call, not just an information call to give you the clarity you need to create a breakthrough. And either way, you'll leave the call with that massive clarity, massive value, and chances are we even have some fun as well. So if that sounds meaningful and worthwhile to you, and you're ready to just have an honest conversation, have a chat and see how we can help you. I invite you again to book the call at mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. Mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. Let's have a chat. It won't cost you a thing to have a call, to book the call, but it could cost you a lot not to and lost deals, lost opportunities, lost market share and wasted time doing it the hard way. Stop doing it the hard way, friends. If you aren't getting the results you want, doing more of it ain't going to help. So when would now be the right time to get experts in your corner on your team to serve you to your breakthrough. I suggest if you're anything like the clients that we work with, you do it sooner than later. In fact, the clients we work with, they're not willing to go one more freaking day doing it the hard way. They're done with doing it the hard way. They're done with leaving all that money on the table. They're done with the frustration. They're done with the stress of eking out a meager existence or just settling for second best or living a life of mediocrity way below their capability and capacity. And they're true potential. They're done with that. They're ready to step up and soar. So if that's you, I invite you to book a call at mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. So there you have it, friends. We just covered the five, the top five ways the mortgage professionals self-sabotage their success. Make sure you avoid those landmines at all costs. And if indeed you're wanting to get some added expertise in your corner to tip the scales of fortune in your favor, book a call, mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. It's been great hanging with you. I trust you got some value and distinction from our time together today. This is Doran Aldana coming at you from the Art of Mortgage Marketing podcast, mortgagemarketingcoach.com. Be blessed and keep bringing your best, my friends. Go forward, take massive action. Bring massive positive energy to that action. Chances are you will get massive results. Talk to you on the next episode. Peace.